If you had been at Mass on Thursday, you would have heard St. Paul in his letter to the Galatians lambasting them, taking them to task. He said, you stupid Galatians. <laughs> Very severe. He's, he's saying, I taught you the truth. I taught you how to live the truth. And now you're reinterpreting it and changing it. How stupid can you get? Now, that was 2,000 years ago. Do you think things have changed a lot? Okay. You stupid parishioners of St. Marianne Pope Parish. How stupid. We need to hear that, too. Things really haven't changed. Have we kind of reinterpreted things to make it easier on ourselves? Do we really have faith in God? Do we really have trust in God? And one of the ways God tries to get our attention uh, in Scripture is by showing that it's not just believers, let's say the Jews or Christians, who have faith and trust in God, but non-believers. In fact, God makes it very clear he wants everyone to come into his kingdom. He wants everyone to be healed. He wants everyone to know the good news of salvation and be part of the body of Christ. So in today's readings, we have a good example of how God's kind of tweaking us, believers, and saying, oh, look, at these are unbelievers, but they've got more faith, they've got more trust in God than you believers do. So in that first reading, we have the general Naaman. He was the head of the army of the Syrians. He, uh, he was a pagan. He wasn't a Jew. He was a pagan. And someone said to him, go to Israel to be cured. So he comes to Israel. He goes to the king. And the king should have known better, but he didn't. He didn't have faith. He didn't have trust. And the king says, you want me to heal you? That's impossible. And what he thought was that the king of Syria was setting him up for a war. So what he did was he tore his garments. He got all upset. He was not a faithful person. But then Elisha steps forward, the man of God, the prophet, and he said, okay, you know, king, just get out of the way. I will take care of this. And so Elisha, the prophet, a faithful, trusting person, said to Naaman, go bathe in the Jordan River seven times and you will be cleansed. Now, of course, Naaman said, we got better rivers in Damascus. Why would I want to bathe in your small river? But finally he did. And what happened? He was cured. He was healed. So he had some faith there to do what Elisha told him to do, and he was cured. So in a way, God's slapping the face of the king and the Jews saying, look, a pagan got cured. Where's all the Jews getting cured? Do you not have faith? Do you not have trust? We're supposed to hear that and say, oh, geez, do I have the faith, the trust of a non-believer? So that's a challenge for us. And it's also in the gospel as well. And again, remember, this is in the context of what God's trying to do throughout the universe. He's trying to get everybody to come together to be healed of their wounds so that they can be on fire with the gospel message. So in the gospel today, we have 10 lepers, all faithful people. They all trusted. And they come to Jesus and say, heal us, please. And what does Jesus do? He heals them. He heals them. They had faith. So they go off to show themselves to the, to the priest to prove that they have been cured. And on the way, they see they're, that they are cured. But only one, only one of them comes back to Jesus to thank him. 
So what's with these other nine? Aren't they grateful? Or isn't that kind of like us too? You know, we get what we want, then we forget God. Or as one person put it, uh, we kind of treat God as a divine vending machine. You know, we put our nickel in, we pull the thing. Okay, God, that's what I want. Give it to me. And I, you owe it to me because as, as, I'm a believer. Well, in this case, it was a Samaritan that came back to say to Jesus, thank you, thank you. Who were the Samaritans? They were not Jews. They were considered to be heretics because they lived in the northern kingdom of Israel that had been conquered and destroyed by the Assyrians. And many of the Jews that stayed there intermarried with pagans and adopted some pagan rites. Not a lot, but uh, enough so that the Jews of Jerusalem looked down upon them, hated them, despised them. They were heretics. And yet it's the Samaritan who comes back to thank Jesus. It's the same sort of thing in the story of the Good Samaritan. It wasn't the priest. It wasn't the Levite, Jews, who helped the man who was beaten up and left for dead. It was the non-believer, according to the Jews. He came and helped that person. So in the gospel today, we have a non-believer, according to the Jews, who is the one who not only had faith and trust, but he was grateful, grateful for what had happened. So he came right back to thank Jesus. Again, do we do that? Do we think to thank Jesus? When, when we give our prayer to the Lord, whatever it is, do we immediately end it by saying thank you? trusting that God's going to answer it one way or the other. And so we don't have to uh, be worried or anxious or whatever it is. We can let it go because we trust God. So in these scripture readings, really, God's saying to us, you stupid Christians, you've got it all. I've given you the way, the truth, and the life. I've given you all the teachings you need so that you can thrive. I have given you everything so that you can grow in your faith. I have even given you power to go forth and heal people, to raise people from the dead. But to, do you use those gifts? I mean, what kind of people are we when God gives them to us and says, use them, and we don't use them? That's a foolish person. That's an unintelligent person. That's a stupid person. Let's say it together. We are stupid. Okay, okay. I'll let the bishop know that. <laughs> but you know, we are. You know, think of it. We have the fullness of revelation, but we don't take advantage of it. So the question is, how faithful is our faith? How trustworthy is our trust? And the more we have faith and trust, the more we will be able to do what Jesus sent the disciples and the apostles to do, to go out into the towns and to bring peace to people, to proclaim that the kingdom of God is at hand, and as Jesus said, cure every illness. And they did. Ordinary people like us. They went out because they were faithful and trusting and cured people. They're no different than we are. In fact, we're better off than they are because we have, over the years, the explanations of our faith so that we can take that faith out into the world and use it. So we can either remain stupid, and maybe we should uh, look in the mirror in the morning and say, you're going to be stupid today, or you're going to be faithful, grateful, trusting, and then determine as you go through the day, well, there's an opportunity for me to step out in faith and do it. 
And we have to practice it. We have to step out in faith. We have to push ourselves. We have to remember, I don't want to be called stupid. Therefore, I'm going to take my faith and use it and trust God that, <clears throat> that something great will happen as a result of it. And of course, the miracles are not an end in themselves. And not just to say, oh, look at how great we are. They're so that people will want to convert. People will want to know Jesus, as in the case of Naaman, the general from the Syrian army. He converted. He said, no more pagan gods for me. It is clear to me that it is the God of Israel who is the God of the universe. And so he gets soil from Israel and takes it too back to Israel, or back to Syria, so that he can make a shrine, <coughs> excuse me, make a shrine and worship only the God of Israel. So there's a man, because of a miracle, converted. So we're called to be like Elisha, the faithful prophet. We're called to be like Naaman. We're called to be like uh, the Samaritan, trusting in God, being faithful, and thanking God when something happens in our lives. It makes it clear that God loves us, and he wants us to extend God's love to everyone. So as you go forth today, think of where you are in your own walk with the Lord, your own faith, your own trust in the Lord, and make a, a, an agreement with yourself that over the coming week you will look for opportunities to be faithful, to be trusting, to say that the kingdom of God is at hand, and to work the miracles that we can work in his name. So again, as you go forth, let's try to be more like Naaman, more like uh, the, uh, uh, the Samaritan who is healed, and so that we can be true believers, truly strong in our faith.